Welcome to Inside AFIMSC, a podcast bringing Air Force leaders to listeners around the world. And I'm Veronica Kemeny. I'm with AFIMSCPA. And today I'm joined by Colonel Brent Hyden. He's the director of the Tyndall Program Management Office. He's a general engineer with an MBA, and he has been leading the recovery here at Tyndall. Sir, welcome. Uh, Thank you very much, Veronica. Really glad to be here this morning with you. So you are about to wrap up your TDY here at Tyndall. How many months have you been here leading the recovery? It's been just about five months. It's been an excellent trip. It's been truly um, an opportunity of a lifetime for an engineer to come here and rebuild an entire base. We've not done this. And, and, and my career in the Air Force is not an op- not something we've done anywhere else. And what is your normal day job? Because you, you are actually a reservist, so what do you normally do? I'm a, I'm a GS employee of the Air Force on the Air Staff. Um, I will be going back to a uh, actually a little bit different job on the Air Staff. I'm going to be the Division Chief for Milcon and Facility Policy, working for General Allen on the Air Staff. And what's been the best part of being here at Tyndall? From day one to five months later, what, what, is, what, what have you seen change? This has been, so real-world impacts of, of work that we do. Um, this has been a unique experience, as, you know, as I mentioned a minute ago. But that, what's, what's really different about it is that we're spending money here. We're doing things that really matter, um, seeing flash to bang of the decisions we make and bringing contracts on board, uh, seeing, seeing construction the, uh, go, in the, go on the ground. Uh, happens really quickly um, with the, the pace of recovery that's needed at Tyndall. Um, we've really been, it's, it's really exciting to see all of the, all the effects that we're able to drive uh, quickly. Um, and and that, that pace is, um, it's just, you know, I, I like to think of it as, uh, as, as downhill skiing. <laughs> um, you, uh, you may not know if there's snow on the mountain in front of you, but you got, if you're on a black diamond, mountain, blank, black diamond route going down the mountain, um, you've got to go fast. There's no point in going slow. Um, uh, you, you may not be able to see around the corner if the trail even continues, but you got to go fast. And that's what we're doing here in the PMO. We have been since day one, before my time and, uh, and after my time. This is a very fast um, flash to bang, and we, the Air Force needs Tyndall to be recovered. The people of Tyndall need to, um, uh, people and missions here at Tyndall need to uh, mission reconstitution uh, to continue uh, with, you know, through the, the repair, the long-term design and construction uh, uh, programs that we put into place. And the, and the, and the people of Panama City are, uh, are, are a key constituency here for this program, which is, uh, frankly, the Air Force is here because this is the key national defense priority. And that was one of my questions was, why is Tyndall so important? Now, Tyndall is a, you know, Tyndall is the place where we generate air power. Um, you know, fighters, fifth, particularly fifth generation fighters, the, the airspace um, immediately offshore as well as some overland airspace is unique. Um, we don't have access to this kind of airspace. The proximity, um, uh, the immediate adjacency is unique anywhere uh, in the Air Force. We don't have access to this. So, um, you know, Colonel Laidlaw is on, on record um, talking ex- extensively about how valuable this, this airspace is, and I am, uh, I'm, I, I, I let him talk about that as, uh, as a pilot, as an engineer. I, well, I kind of repeat his talking points. That's a, a yeah. question I was going to ask you as well. The PMO, the relationship that the Tyndall PMO has with the 325th Fighter Wing, you've worked hand-in-hand with um, the Wing Commander, Colonel Brian Laidlaw, and 
I, it's a special relationship. Do you want to talk about that? A pilot with the engineer. Yeah. So the uh, you know the the relationship of the PMO. You know, we are a I guess a tenant organization here, but we are doing things that is um, enabling the 325th Fighter Wing's missions to come back. They have welcomed me as a uh, as a person and organizationally. The the PMO is a you know, we are a part of the wing staff. We are integral to how they um, how they. You know, they've been recovering mission, and so they, they got me at the uh, at the at the table in the staff meetings, um, integrating. Um, you know, the, he values very much Colonel Laidlaw very much values my advice, and I've got a um, 24-hour uh, relationship with him if I need to get him on the phone. Not that I do call him at three <laughs> in the morning, but he he Your did take my take my phone call for he knows um, and trust. We got a good trust relationship. Um, uh, that's very valuable uh, to me um, as I. Uh, Work things at this breakneck pace that we've been um, developing things in the in the PMO. And I know yesterday we you and I were looking at numbers of buildings, and 108 have been repaired. Of 130, are those numbers just amazing to you? What what the PMO has been able to do with the people you have underneath you? Uh, absolutely astounding. It's um, you know it's staggering if you step back and you know the numbers. It's hard to hard to really um, you know they're abstract. And it's hard to actually see those in uh, all in the context of the, of the hurricane. But let me talk a little bit about the numbers a little bit. There were 485 facilities on this installation before the hurricane. Every one of those suffered some amount of damage during the hurricane, and um, ultimately we were able to save about half, almost exactly half. The other half will um, eventually need to be demolished. Um, and so within those, um, those half that have to be, so, so there's a lot of them that need to be repaired. And we have done an amazing amount of repair work in, those, in that half that has to be repaired. We've also repaired some of them that have to ultimately be demolished. Perfect example is uh, several of the hangars on the flight line that um, needed temporary roofs so that we can start using them to support the ongoing flight line operations here. Um, the, the half of the buildings that we can save, uh, we've done a lot of temporary repairs in those, um, some expedient things in order to get the missions back up and uh, get airmen and mission uh, reconstitution happening back here on uh, Tyndall. Uh, some of those... We've uh, we skipped the expedient repair and went right to the permanent repair. Perfect example of that is, is the F-22 sim, uh, simulator building, which is a, um, a national um, asset to the pipeline of, of pilots that uh, the F-22 fleet needs those simulators to be the 22, um, uh, or 24 simulators. I forget exactly how many are in that building. Um, that, you know, that supports production of F-22 um, proficiency uh, throughout the fleet. Um, so skip to the other half of the facilities that, that will ultimately have to be demolished. Uh, we have done some repairs uh, to those, um, but as we get Milcon money flowing to the base, which is, you know, the supplemental was signed last week, that's a, that's a key data point because we'll have FY19 supplemental, we'll have FY20 uh, wedge funding uh, within the Explain FY. Explain what a wedge is for so, our listeners. So that's a um, that's a marker that OSD put into the budget for FY20, um, and we're anticipating that uh, that'll get us about two thirds of the construction money that we need, the Milcon construction money that we need for the full build out of Tyndall. 
Um, and so there will likely be an additional wedge in FY21, although that, that's not all fully worked out. So, so you're excited that the supplemental was signed. I know that that was important. And so exactly, I mean, what does that mean for Tyndall now? So my time here, I have spent, uh, my main task was, uh, you know, as I, as I took the, the baton from my predecessor, um, from Scott Ma- Colonel Scott Matthews, um, my task was to put in place the long-term design and construction capability, the persistent design and construction capability to execute that MILCON and, and the longer-term uh, repairs uh, of, the, of the facilities that we could repair. Um, so we did that. We put a lot of things into place, that um, a lot of relationships with the Corps of Engineers, a lot of uh, who, who was our execution agent for this money. Um, a lot of things that we, um, frankly, I, I use the term that we're getting in the starting blocks, getting ready to sprint for executing those, uh, that, the big Milcon money. Um, acquisition research that's uh, ongoing right now, uh, engagement with industry, preparing relationships, preparing ideas, uh, the, the big installation development plan that I'll tell you about in, in a minute, um, talking about what the rebuild looks like. All of those things, putting those into place has been really what I've been targeting uh, during, my, during my time here. And uh, seeing the uh, seeing the supplemental come through, kind of towards the end of my time here, is a uh, it's it's an opportunity to start that sprint. Frankly, we're not just we didn't just create the machine; we started it moving here. And so it's that's a it's a great um, you know, validation of a lot of the things that we've done. That we can see the machine starting to uh, sprint, if you will. And and I say starting to sprint. That's a, it's really a change in nature of the sprint that has been that was initiated by my predecessors they were doing a lot of the uh, um, really important critical bring airplanes back bring airmen back to this base that enabled us to do the the planning and um, emplacement of the longer term the, the longer term design and construction mission planning You've also had a successful industry day under your belt, and recently you met with our civic leaders downtown, um, or our chamber downtown, where we hosted the local contractors. You're trying to get industry ready to join our team. What do you want to tell industry about Tyndall Air Force Base? So key partnerships. We could not rebuild this uh, installation without both the, uh, the, the really good ideas that come from, from industry on how to do contract. Uh, you know, this is a unique challenge here. Um, so the uh, the ideas that come from industry on how we should put together these uh, these contract relationships, as well as technology ideas. You know, we uh, we in the Air Force have been um, operating air bases for a while, but as as mentioned, we're not rebuilding you know, really cutting edge things anywhere. So this is an opportunity for us to um, ask questions and learn about what what the right um, you know, installation of the future technology uh, in, injects are, and, and, and those, those come from industry. How does industry do this? How does industry rebuild uh, you know, a $2.6 billion campus? Um, those, are, those are key questions, and, and we've, we've listened. Um, you know, the, uh, uh, frankly, we, under the federal acquisition regulations, it's really not possible for us to use a single as, as the project owner, we use agents to, uh, 
to contract for and to uh, design agents, construction agents. It's really not possible for us to do a single um, prime contractor to do it all for us. So the PMO is here to do um, to identify the right agents, and as we've got it laid out uh, with the major milcon aggregated into 12 different zones, um, that's that's really in order to meet the pace of the construction that we need to meet with uh, first air for aircraft arrival of the F-35. Um, by September of 2023, that's really aggressive. That's a you know, $2.6 billion of construction that hasn't yet been designed that we need to get into construction quickly. Um, and oh, by the way, this is an operational airbase now <laughs> and going forward. Day. This is, you know, this is not, you know, this is not, we don't have the opportunity to take the airplanes out of this airbase and, uh, and, and shut things down while we go and rebuild. This is, this is too important of an airbase, so we are going to continue flight operations throughout. And we can absolutely do that. The way we do that is using ideas from industry, um, using um, sequencing. and. Uh, I wanted to ask you, too, because leading up to the R Industry Day that we had, there was the call to white papers. <laughs> we had 100 white papers that were submitted. What was that like to get all these ideas from industry? That seemed very cutting edge to me. Absolutely. So the, we, you know, we we crafted the the request for white papers into five different categories and intentionally asked for unconstrained um, ideas. Um, you know, anything that didn't fit one of the four categories. The fifth category was uh, really much an unconstrained pool. Um, but you know, I learned a lot. Uh, I read all the white papers, and um, there were some some really good ideas that we've carried forward into um, you know both some some process. Um, program management, contracting, process things, as well as resiliency, as well as uh, some some other um, really good categories that have been um, important to to build into the program. So, any final thoughts for our listeners, Colonel Hayden? Uh, this assignment has been, you know, this, uh, this five months on the ground at Tyndall has been the uh, professional opportunity of a lifetime for me as as an engineer. And my twenty four years wearing this uniform. It's uh, uh, it's unforgettable. Um, you know, I, I don't know what all is in front of me, but uh, you know, as long as the Air Force lets me keep wearing this uniform, this has been an experience that I will never forget. Um, the opportunity to have impact uh, and and really do things that fundamentally matter for people that you know. I I say I've uh, you know my job here has been to um, go local. I've I've gone native. And I'm, uh, I'm kind of, I, I don't mind acknowledging that, that, uh, you know, I've, I've gone native. My job here is to rebuild Tyndall and to uh, outreach to all of our mission partners. And I've, I've uh, really enjoyed it. It's been, it's been very gratifying. So as I, and, and you know, as I go back to the air staff, um, some of the innovative processes that we've put in place, because we need them at Tyndall, my job back in the air staff, Milcon facility policy, frankly, is to pursue some of those same innovative processes, not because they're good for Tyndall, but because they're good for the Air Force. And so I, I foresee that I will be working some of the same things from a different angle. And it's, it's an opportunity, a good thing, to, to port some of these great ideas and uh, business processes uh, much farther than the, uh, the panhandle of Florida. 
Well, thank you, sir. I'd like to thank our listeners for joining us today on Inside AFIMS CPA. I'm Veronica Kemeny, and we'd like to thank again Colonel Brent Hyden, the, the director of Tyndall's Program Management Office, as he wraps up his tour here at Tyndall. Please check out the rest of our story on our Facebook page to see what we've been up to. Thanks, Colonel Hyden. Thank you very much, Veronica.